been there for me. It's always made everything else feel not so not so bad, um, and it's given me a reason to care about myself. And, and I, I just want to share that with other people. Um, when I was in high school, you know, teenagers are a tough time, and um, having that that thing that you can look forward to every day, and and saying, well, I'm not going to put that in my body because I want to be strong when I get to the gym. Or, I'm not going to smoke cigarettes at lunchtime with all the other kids in the <laughs> yeah. bathroom because I don't feel as strong when I get to the gym in the nighttime. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass from Park McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day. We talk about the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And today we are at uh, CrossFit Blue Ash. You can see behind us, a uh, pretty awesome place. I love that your name doubles as CFBA, uh, CrossFit FedEx. Could be, yes. I don't know. Right? Uh, but it's an awesome, awesome facility. I love how clean it is every time I come here. I will give you props on that. The stuff that we pick out all the time, going to places like it. Love, love, love clean gyms. Uh, like we've known each other for off and on for quite some time now. Yeah, I mean, eight years maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the, the entirety of, of most people's CrossFit career and then some. So, uh, well, we'll just dive right in, man. Like, how did, how did you find CrossFit? Um, so, I had a son um, in May of 2010, and I was looking for something to do. I was kind of stuck at home with the baby a lot, and I wasn't able to get to the gym, and so I would... I was looking for something that was like cardio weightlifting combined. So I started. Did you have a background, like a fitness background prior to that? Yeah, oh, I've been lifting weights since I was in seventh grade. Okay. Um, started out in the summer, going into eighth grade, I believe. Um, was living down in Florida. Saw some weights sitting on the side of the road um, for free to a good home with a sign on it. And uh, it's I, a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like shiny. Um, so I asked my grandpa uh, to come down and get his truck and we put it, loaded up the weights. And um, I had this little sheet of like 12 different movements on it. It was like bicep curls, upright rows, like basic stuff. And I would do like three sets of max reps on everything. I did that for like uh, three months and like started drinking this like protein shake and just very basic stuff. And then it tasted awful. Yeah, so I just um, remember like my first protein shake. I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, dude! It was like my ears would pop when I tried to drink it. It was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it was called like heavyweight nineteen thousand or something yes. like that. Yes. So that's what got me into it, and um, I really started diving, diving into it. And um, I read Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia. I'd go in there and get lifts out of there. Um, Muscle Media Magazine, which was like Bill Phillips and EAS back in the day, it was really like a legit uh, brand. Yeah. Um, and so I just really got into lifting weights and I did some jujitsu, some MMA, um, some strength training through that, which led me into like this functional fitness type stuff. So I got out of bodybuilding stuff and into like sled drags and tire flips and row sprint intervals and things like that. What kind of drew, drew you towards that rather than like the, the bodybuilding aspect of it? Uh, the bodybuilding stuff was about aesthetics and aesthetics can only keep you going for so long. You know, you kind of hit
hit this goal of like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm this or that now, I'm big enough or whatever it might be. Um, and then you kind of, and then I would have these like little lulls where I would just kind of get out of it and then get back into it. it was up and down, up and down. So um, when I learned, it's like finding something a little bit newer. You yeah. Know, I think you I don't say you get bored with it, but like you're like there's a whole you just you're in this hallway and you just open the door and you're like oh. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a whole new world. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, in exactly. the uh, the uh, jiu-jitsu MMA, was that like high school now, or is that still like? Uh, that was around 21. I got oh, into okay, that. So Did you yeah. Any other sports like high school? Yeah, uh, so. played baseball, um, played football a little bit, um, played basketball in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Um, what was the weight training and stuff like for? You were in Florida. Did you go to Florida? Uh, Florida, and then uh, moved to Boone County High School oh, actually cool. uh, for the last few years. Yeah. Um, we just did like basic, basic yeah. stuff. I mean, like bench press, leg press. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Power clean. No good instruction. No Snatching, good technique. Stuff like that. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, I didn't do any squat cleans until I got into training for like MMA. So these guys would be fighting, you know, getting ready for a fight. They have to maintain their body weight but they want to get more explosive and more conditioned. So we would do these things that I had never done before. And uh, it was really fresh and new and humbling. Because I, I mean, things like CrossFit, uh, when you're an athlete and you go to do something, you really suck at it. And you're like, okay. I, I feel like that's when the journey starts. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you're not engaging in something that's continuously humbling you, then you might be doing the wrong thing. Right. Absolutely. It, it's kind of like I just saw a post, I think it was for training, so on Instagram today, it just said something about find someone that's better than you and train with them. Yep. And get your ass kicked. I think that's what they said. You know. Just imagine, you know, anytime you're, you're constantly the best, the best, the best, you just get lazy. Yeah, you we know. And so that's why, that's why you, you know, you find a gym that is constantly pushing you up. Absolutely. Um, so, moved into MMA, and then where where does uh, the word CrossFit fall? Because you're essentially doing yes. CrossFit in, in, in the sense of kind of how we know it now, which is just very the training constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we didn't use gymnastics very much, but we did use burpees and things like that. But yeah, CrossFit came along when, you know, I wanted to get back into that shape that I was in when I was training with these spiders, where... Um, do cardio and weightlifting, everything combined, and it was fast and it was effective. And so, um, I think the first thing I saw was like a Randy Couture workout where you did like 75 reps at a lightweight, and it was like a barbell complex. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and then I kept Googling around and stuff, and I found CrossFit.com. And I would get on uh, that website every day, I'd watch the video of the guy doing the workout, and then I would go down in my basement and I would try to do it. And uh, if I didn't have a box, I would build one. If I didn't have a wall ball, I'd go up to Rogue. And uh, back then, like, you could walk into Rogue. Um, there was one guy working there. He'd take you in the warehouse and say, what do you want? You know, pick up a wall ball and go home. That's I amazing. mean, it was super small. Um, I love reminiscing about the old days. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we just had Justin Campbell on from CrossFit OTR in here. He was talking about he, Him and I had the same kind of starting point where it's like, I remember doing power on yeah, you know, like running on the treadmill, doing pulls on a TRX machine, and swinging the dumbbell, dumbbell swings. Yeah, you know. But it's funny that I just remember that old website, man. It's just like how far things have gone. It stayed like that for a long time. Oh yeah. Just that main site. But I do remember 
cherry picking. So kudos to you if you did not cherry pick. <laughs> I don't know if you, because I remember seeing like push chair, three, 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 three. No, Markel. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> now we all know that that is a definitive workout. For sure. You know, I think those were the days I liked the most because yeah. I wasn't dying. Um, yeah. I had the strength, but um, it was like, I remember doing Kelly, or not Kelly, what's the 150 wall ball? Karen. Karen. Yeah. Kelly has Karen inside of it. That's all, that's all the way yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so like 150 wall balls. I, I go out there, I do it. I only have one like strip of brick on my house. So I'm like in the mulch behind my bushes. Oh, that's a big Doing wall ball shots because it was the only thing high enough. The neighbors are like, what's this crazy guy doing? Yeah. yeah. So I get done, I'm like dead. And as soon as I'm able to like lift my arm to check my phone, I go back on CrossFit.com. I was like, man, I think I did pretty good on that. My time was like 9.58. I was like, I felt fast. And I look, it's like Jason Kaliba, 425 or something. Yeah. I was like, what? You know, uh, how they stop that much? Yeah. <laughs> Half the time, you yeah. know, like, how is that possible? Like, they can't squat any faster. And yeah. You realize, oh, wait, you just did, like, three sets of 50. Yeah, now people doing unbroken. Yeah. yeah, and I was not okay with that. Like, why do I suck so bad with this, you know? So. But that's, that's the driver, though. Yeah. You know, um, I think if you really look at what CrossFit is, zero of it is actually new. Yeah. It's not, but it's just in the way that it's formed and shaped in its competitive atmosphere. That's the double-edged sword of competition of, like, wow, that's what's driving me to make myself better. Uh, you don't have to grab a hold of like, the negative side of competition, but like that's really what is the difference maker, is saying that I can do this in a minute and a half when you did it in two minutes. Yeah. And like, oh, wow, now we have a benchmark of this is where I, I think I can actually go. Sure. I think that's 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 where the difference maker's been. The, the actual training really is just combining yeah. these different aspects. Squats and pull-ups have been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah, they've been around for some time. They will it. be around for Which a long time. Which is what I say to people when they're like, CrossFit's dangerous. It's like, you're saying that like everything under the umbrella of like squats, gymnastics, running, rowing is dangerous. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not inherently dangerous. It's just, you got to have a, a good... People need a coach um, most of the time, almost all the time, yeah. and uh, they need proper progression. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and they need, and they need that word that you said earlier, which is humility. Yeah, they need to check where you go at the door, and you know, you do come across people that, you know, by and large, been successful in all their endeavors in life. You know, Division One wrestler, whatever, you know, and they come across something that is humbling that they need to pump the brakes. But they see the people around them doing it at a heavier weight or with zero speed. context with yeah. Into, yeah. into oh that why is why is that you know it's like it, it usually will become like a foul of sexist thing why is that girl leading in this workout like, well <laughs> you know she's been here for seven years right. you know she started out where you were and has built herself yeah. himself you know insert whatever you want into where they are today. You know, people don't have that that frame of mind, that context, and they just want to come in, take the ground run. Mark has a great word for him, the Yosemite Sam's. You yeah. know, it's like day one, day one fundamentals, and they, they kind of look at you like, is that it? It's like, yeah, yeah, that is for today. Yeah. You know, because you when you squat and you cave in, it's like, well, we need to address that before you do anything else. It yeah. starts off slow. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a snowball. I always tell people, you know, you gotta start. Packing it on, but once you build that, 
huge ball of technique and skill. I mean, it's it's not only is it powerful, it's, it's actually harder to maintain. So you've got to continue training harder, continue lifting hard. Um, and so, yeah, it starts out slow. You, you got to keep people safe. Yeah. And I agree, and I think that's such a, uh, uh, you can't, your community will take care of that a little bit, I think that's why it's important to create a good proper community, right, because you can't just say, you can't have a whole bunch of people going ham on a workout looking unsafe, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know when someone looks safe or looks unsafe, but, uh, you know, having the community be able to go and tell that person, like, hey, I was there. It's okay. You're gonna get there. For sure. You know, because that's that's something that is is intangible. You know, but I think that starts with people who are doing the fundamentals, people who are doing the coaching. Uh, it's kind of real people in a little bit sometimes. And tell them like, hey, like, I know Mark Marky's example. Well, he's always had good ones, but like, if someone's sucking wind on burpees and they get frustrated because they it's like, hey, I was there. You know, right. I know you got a good story about leaving NKY. Side 18, just have an open car door. Oh, yeah, the baseline release. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you know, the same way that if we walked into someone else's profession that probably comes to our gym and they're like, All right, here's you know, and they've been at that job 20 years and they're trying to teach us stuff, but like, um, we're gonna have to go back to day right. one. And you know, so and, you know, there's a lot of judging a book by its cover whenever you come into a gym, you know, of course. Time. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, uh, so you are now doing wall balls in the mulch side. Yeah. So how's that go from there to from in your own gym, maybe? The goals to try to fill yeah. some gaps there. Um, so I did the CrossFit by myself, coach myself, um, you know, with the help of the CrossFit Journal, which was always very inspiring. Yeah, that's good. If you don't have the CrossFit Journal, I'm, I'm not as good as about checking it. It's an un for the price, it's a ridiculous one. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, it's, ins it's inspirational. Like, all even the old school stuff, the early, like the 2007, 2008 stuff. I still refer really to the, the Greg, we have a lot of runners. Greg, yeah. Greg Olson article, uh, Run a Mile, Run a Hundred. in 2009. Yeah. You know, which isn't that long ago, but in today's world, it's ancient. You know, but it's like, just did CrossFit. It's like it's more of it's a mind frame and, and a general fitness. You don't have to run 100 miles every day because you're doing one day run 100 miles. Yeah. So, anyways, CrossFit Journal, moving yeah. on to kind of doing stuff on your own. And then, did you, were you, did you go to a gym prior and then kind of build into it? Or just something like, wow, like I, I want to start a gym? Um, so, I was uh, training in my own gym and then I, I was like looking around and I was doing jiu jitsu at a jiu jitsu school. Training at uh, the sweatshop with Laura and Shane and doing some powerlifting stuff. And uh, you know, I went in there originally because they had a reverse hyper. And uh, I saw Louis Simmons on, I think, the journal, and he had a re he invented the reverse hyper. I was having some bad problems. I left him a voicemail on his phone at and. Louis Simmons? Him. Yeah. Uh, and he called me back. That's and, awesome. Yeah. I've said, heard that he does that too. Like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's cool. I mean, back then, man, it, it was, he's a very nice guy. Um, so, yeah. So I called him up. I said, do you have any reverse ciphers that are like used that you want to sell for cheap? Like, it was a long shot, but he was like, no, I don't, but there's a gym real close to you 
um, called the Sweatshop. They have reverse hypers there. You should go there and, um, and, and use one. And if you really like it, then maybe you can buy one or something. So I said, cool. So I went in, introduced myself to Laura and said, um, you know, hey, I, I do CrossFit and I just got my level one, um, which was like August of 2010. Um, got my L1 start learning some powerlifting stuff and I want to like to work out here and use a reverse hyper. And she was like, oh, you know, you can just come work out with me anytime you want. And I was like, awesome. She's like, we want to, you know, learn some CrossFit stuff too. So like, we'd like to have you around. So I would go in there and uh, try to hang with those guys. I mean, they were super strong. <laughs> um, yeah. Try to hang with them, yeah. Olympians. Exactly. <laughs> But you know, Laura, Laura and Shane were always very welcoming and uh, very forthcoming with information. Um, well, yeah, yeah, tons of knowledge on the lifts and uh, the way to train um, for powerlifting and strength in general. Um, and they were very, like I said, they were just very gracious always with their information, which to a person that appreciates information and pays lots of money for it, when someone just comes out with it and just brings you under their wing. You're there for tape recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good. So, um, and then I would show them some CrossFit stuff. And, like, they, I don't think they had ever seen anyone do, like, maybe kipping pull-ups or toes to the bar and stuff like that. So I'd get up there and do that stuff. And they just thought it was amazing, you know, at the time. They are like, wow, sure, like, this is... And, um, like, things have changed a lot since then, sure. you know. Um, and... So then there was a small space down the street in uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Cincinnati. It was 900 square feet and started a little gym in there. Um, and we were there for about, until I got about 40 members. Um, and we just outgrew the space. Um, the Jiu-Jitsu school needed to be kind of quiet and CrossFit is very loud. Sure. And so the space didn't really work for either of us together. So I was kind of needing to get out of there. I was growing. Um, they needed their quiet time, and we couldn't necessarily put up a humongous wall down the center. Sure. So that's when I started looking for space and found this spot. Um, they had just been done renovating this, yep. and so there was like lights, all white, and just a white box. And uh, I just happened to come upon it, and and uh, it's great space. Yeah, and again, really you, look at, you look at what. Especially, um, you know, it doesn't take long to know what you like, what you don't like, what you need, what you don't need in a, in a space. Yeah. But you look at something like this where you've got a garage doors, you've got your, you're not attached to someone else. You know, the worst thing ever is like if you've got someone directly next door and it's like they're kind of cut the barbells. Right. You know, I remember way back in the day, it was possible to hustle. Uh, oh, yeah. Was in, out by like the laser grades, and they yeah. shared a wall with a tile. Fact, huge, huge place, too. Massive. So, no, yeah. Absolutely. You think probably 10,000 square feet. Yeah, these ceilings are tall, and it was like, they were like 35 foot. So, yeah. It was massive. And uh, it was just one of those things where they shared with a wall that, uh, a tile storefront. Right. It's like, you know, they, they couldn't be loud. They had like, these, these 10,000 square foot space and these tiny computer speakers. That's all they were allowed to play. You know, and it's like, oh, it's, man. it's no one's necessarily fault. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But it's like, those are things that like pretty early and often you find like, wow, that really works or wow, that did not work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this so you, has gone you've through You've been a while. here um, since 
when did you move from this, I just signed my second five-year lease. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, we, this is our sixth year in this space. Um, and it's changed a lot. I mean, I mean just, just from when I've been here, I mean, the yeah. brick used to be in the yeah. yeah. But against the wall, uh, obviously that opens up space. You know, we go back and forth. We're in a pretty, um, uh, we love our space, but we have false walls. So yeah. I would love to separate our floor break, but I think I think it's a huge benefit we're having to do pull ups on a on a wall like attach the wall and just have so much more space in there. Yeah. And I originally thought, you know, why would I put it on the wall when I can have double the squat racks if I just buy a couple more cross members for the other side. Right. But the amount First of all, it's kind of weird to squat right facing someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like you, you know, it kind of can be uncomfortable. So you have to take turns, which is fine. Um, but also like after I separated it, I realized that this whole space is open now, and I can do anything I want with it. And so I just kind of ran with that concept. Like if I could hang everything in this gym on the wall and put it on wheels, I would because then you can create anything yeah. you want. Yeah, that is definitely one thing. We are just over at um, Kyle Stark's new gym, beautiful, beautiful space. But they're, they have, um, it's not a cinder block like this, but they've got cross wires, kind of like uh, with these over here on the ceiling. Yeah. But those are on two of the walls, and they had to build out off that wall because it's completely unusable. So, yeah. you know, it's like just things you don't really yeah. think about. And it's like you get in there and you're like,
just takes time. We have to be patient with each other and just understand like things, you know, about the other person that just like how oh, Jared. Jared loves working out, you know, so he's gonna work out every day. Yeah. And I don't necessarily always love working out for that point, but Jared's very uh, uh, what I want to say, OCD. Yeah, about it's very type A. Type yeah. A, and I'm a little more type B. So, you know, I do a little more than enough. So it's just basically what I'm trying to get at there is just defining the roles and then accepting just certain truisms about the other person. Yeah. You know. I like to figure it's friends without benefits. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Basically, yeah. it's essentially we were entering. It's oddly enough, man, it's uh, you can make many parallels in this in life and with probably your own community is um, really just you're entering a relationship. And it was, it was probably unbeknownst to us at first. And now, you know, I feel like we really are thriving in a lot of ways. And I think a correlation with our gym has really kind of thrived. But I feel like if it's obvious, like, well, we're, we're going or something, we don't like each other. Yeah, like, the, that's going to overflow on to the gym. And yeah. you know, whenever you can go out and public together and generally have a good time. And, and you know, Jared's getting married. I'm really excited. Um, for him to go through that and have a have some time off to you know, get to go to Ireland and stuff like that. It's because it's awesome. fantastic for him because you know what it takes to like be an owner and it can be very um, overwhelming at times for sure. And uh, you know people just think we work out all day, but you know I think in, in any business, you know we just interviewed guests and Alexander Brewer and like, oh you guys just hang out and make beer all day. So, you know, they don't. And we know that because we're owners and it's like you're always customer facing, you're always engaging, you're always this brand that you're trying to hold, whether it's on social media, public, um, for, for him to be able to go away. I know when everyone comes back, will be that much more re-engaged. And uh, so anyway, yeah, I think it's just playing off each other's I think uh, where he's yeah. a graphic designer by trade, and I'm uh, a little more numbers oriented by trade. It's just like, all right, man, this is kind of your responsibility, this is my responsibility. When you're your, your own boss, it's just kind of maybe uh, realizing your own shortcomings and it's like hiring that shit out. Sure. <laughs> working your strengths. Absolutely. Yeah, I say, well, just an easy question for you is what are some of those shortcomings that you kind of came across on the way? Um, so for me, I feel like... Maybe not an easy question. Yeah, it's growing. There's, growing there's, it's, there's plenty, it's, I know that. I will say it's definitely not good looks. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. It was probably yeah. really good yeah. beard though. <laughs> I, like, I would, but... Anyway, sorry. No, uh, so shortcomings would be, uh, you know, organization, administrative work, things uh, like that are not my forte. I, I would rather be out here, like, literally cleaning the gym and scrubbing the floors than answering emails. But I feel like I do a good job when I actually do it. So, like, just instead of, like, dreading something that I don't like, just diving into it, getting it done. And so, um, I think all the shortcomings that I have, I've tried to kind of mitigate those things by, if I don't like to do something, I try to do that first thing in the morning, um, so that I get it out of the way, um, so, you know, and then not overthinking things, because I tend to overthink things a lot, um, so coming in and just, just pick it up, just clean, you know, don't think about how people leave stuff out of them, right. like, don't let your head go there, because it's not going to serve you in any way. So making sure that um, I'm not overthinking things in a way that is just going to sabotage my own energy and, um, um, you know, 
in having two young kids has uh, probably been one of the biggest challenges uh, because owning a gym and having two kids, it's these two things that could demand 100% of your time all the time and it's it takes all of your heart to be good at either one of those things. So anytime you're trying to do better at one, you feel like you're letting down the other. Um, and so that's been a constant um, tug of war for me. And um, I tell people all the time, if I didn't have kids, I'd live in a cot in the office because I literally don't need anything, you know. Um, but since I do, I have to maintain this this whole other part of my life. And it does take away from the gym sometimes. So. That's not a shortcoming, but um, it, it makes it more difficult. And you know, maintaining the relationships with the, with the clients, with the members and the athletes of the gym um, is not something that really comes natural to me. I'm not a super outgoing person, per se. Um, when I'm coaching, um, and people that have known me in, in the past, and my, you know, growing up and things like that, they see me coach a class and they're like, who, who are you? Like, I don't even know you, so. Um, it's like something I can do well, but then, you know, having a, uh, deep conversations on and often or maintaining deep relationships, it can feel kind of draining to me at times. It's almost a little forced. I mean, the reality is that we have to be on all the time. Yeah. And there are certain times where you just want to shut off, you know, and, and sometimes you just can't, you know, and this isn't, uh, I'm not necessarily complaint, but I think I'm really bad at Facebook messages. Someone's like, here, here's my Facebook messages. And I'm like, I'm not complaining here, but look, you know, it was just like 35 unanswered minutes. It's like, because they just come all day. You know, there's only so much time and energy you have to put into to all those little tiny little aspects, you know. It's, it's, it's tough to define boundaries, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where people do think you're 24 7. And one of the reasons why they love us and why they, they come to a gym like this is because it is very personal. Some of those barriers are broken down if you would have it another gym, you yeah. know, in a traditional sense. So it's like sometimes when you have to set those barriers, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, because I need to shut my brain off for an hour. For sure. Right. You know? Yeah, one thing I've learned over the years, if anyone says anything like kind of perfect or in a class, like, hey, uh, add this to my account or whatever, I'll just say, you know, yeah, as we're as we're standing right here right now, I understand, like, you know, you think. I'm just going to remember this, but I've got two more classes to coach, and you know it's going to be three hours before I even sit down at my computer. Yeah. So that's one thing I've definitely learned because I'm I'm right with you. My big shortcomings is, is honestly administrative stuff sometimes, and, and I agree 100%. There's some good knowledge there with uh, one of the first things first, and then also having an attitude of really you get to clean the gym as opposed yeah. to like you have to. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things we're reading on the cubby uh, book. And I, I think, you know, he talks about paradigm shifts and stuff like that. And I think in this job, you have to have that paradigm shift to, like, I get to do this. Yeah, gratitude. You know, it's, it's 100%. Because there's a lot of worse things that we could be doing right now. We're not fighting the war. We're not uh, going to work it's for someone. It's 125 someone. on a Thursday. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right now. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely. could be a lot worse. Again, Having a wealth of knowledge, I think, 
uh, starting in the seventh grade, because you definitely build the bank of like uh, of fitness knowledge. That's probably easy. I think um, that's helpful, and you know, but also I approach everything with a, a beginner's mind. So even though I have a lot of experience and years in the gym and things like that, um, I coach in a way of you know, hey, let's try this and see how it goes. I um, exploratory and um, curious, and I come from that kind of mindset. So um, yeah, like I have so much more to learn, and um, I think that's a strength. When you start to coach in like absolutes, um, you become kind of blind to new information, and um, and so I think one of my strengths is that I don't ever assume that I know anything really, um, but. It, and that's because we're in the science business. Like what we do is science. It's not. Um, it's not definite. It's not absolute. Um, and the experience I think that's helped me most is, you know, teaching CrossFit to people that are regular everyday people because it's trying to teach it to really broken people. And when you can make someone that's broken or you know um, dysfunctional do something really difficult, that journey from A to Z is such a great learning experience for any coach so you know these people that come out of a state year of college with a, a PT degree and they come in here and they're like man the stuff that you do for rehab and rehab is way better than the stuff I learned in all eight years of college and it's just like well it's a lot of things yeah. has to do with what we're doing is so interconnected one of the positives of the internet and social media is like New stuff is coming all the time. You know, it's just constantly getting better. Some of you learned eight years ago. Was, I'll say it's it's not pertinent, but uh, there's a good chance it's outdated. Exactly. Something better is coming along. Sure. You know. Well, you're in the trenches, so what you're bringing to the table is practical. Yeah. It's not like you're saying, uh, you know, get this band. Hold on, hold on. What's the saying here? Like you're reading off a sheet. Yeah. You know, you're like legitimately. This is Jared Baston. And I'm Mark McCain. And we are the owners of Triumph Strength and Conditioning. We opened Triumph Strength in 2013 with a group of small committed members, and we have grown into a thriving community. CrossFit is, it's a high intensity workout that's always changing, encompassing your full body. CrossFit is also scalable. You don't have to be a professional athlete to perform in our program. Whether you have a pull up or not, we're going to show you the proper progression to maximize your performance each and every day. Best thing is, is this program for you. There's zero guesswork behind your day to day here. You show up, there's a workout plan led by a qualified trainer. Think of it much like group personal training, individualized attention in a group setting.
Since 2013, we've become more than just a CrossFit gym. Now we offer a variety of programs. In 2014, we started Triumph Barbell Club with a group of five members and have grown into the largest barbell club in the tri-state. We also offer personal training. This is usually sports specific, whether you're training for the big game or just trying out for the team, we got you covered. And every weekend we have three chances for you to bring friends and family into the gym and introduce them to the community. Over the past five years, we've built Triumph from a gym into a community and into a family. It's a place where you can come, take a break from your hectic work week, enjoy some time with friends, and celebrate the triumphs of your daily life. If you'd like to learn more, head over to triumphstrength.net click the get started button. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, so, yeah, being in the trenches and, you know, teaching people to squat, you know, this is like a, such a great key because you see the same thing over and over again. And, um, you know, I think I, I was looking through all my waivers and um, I, over 4,000 people have come in and out of my gym in the last yeah. six and a half, seven years. Oh, yeah, so like that's a lot of people to teach at squat, you know, or right. do a push up properly or whatever it is. And, um, you know, you can't really, you can't teach that stuff. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. So um, it's it's been really cool. Um, and I've always had a love for fitness. And I tell people all the time, like, the bar, the weights have like always been there for me. It's always made everything else feel not so, not so bad. It's given me a reason to care about myself, and, and I, I just want to share that with other people. Um, when I was in high school, you know, teenage years are a tough time, and um, having that that thing that you can look forward to every day, and and saying, well, I'm not going to put that in my body because I want to be strong when I get to the gym. Or, I'm not going to smoke cigarettes at lunchtime with all the other kids in the <laughs> yeah. bathroom because I don't feel as strong uh, when I get to the gym at, in the nighttime. And, and just those little decisions that you make around that that one event of that one really hard thing you're going to do each day it really puts everything in perspective and um, and so like I really believe that I owe my life to the gym and it just keeps becoming more true and more true the order I get because now it's my job it's I bring my kids here I my son works out like it just it becomes more and more um, and you know like you guys I don't know about your wife, but I know you met your wife through fitness, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so basically friends of friends, and yeah, I mean, it's, it, she's, she's definitely become uh, a big part of the gym, part of the community, and, and again, uh, and I don't, I don't want to tout like the family atmosphere. It's a good thing what family thought is like, oh, we're going to Disney World, it's not necessarily like that, but, but when you have, um, you know, just good people surrounding you, like the, the, the negativity and the drama seems to filter itself out more, you know, because, um, and, and families help that, you know, if you've got a, a bunch of really good kind of nature people, good, uh, driven in the right direction, it, it makes it that much easier on us, you know, we're not, we're not putting out small, like, fires between members all the time, you know, it just makes it that much easier, and I think that's, it's just intangible, you know, I don't know, I, I feel like, I'm gonna say we're lucky. We're very fortunate in that fact that we have kind of had that, but I do know that it is a top-down approach, you know. Uh, and we have to lead by example all the time. You know, if I'm if I'm if I'm out, you know, if I'm single and I'm out 
five, six people, then uh, it's not going to work with maybe people that talk that kind of stuff. So, Absolutely. Uh, so where, from kind of where you are now, kind of, so you got for another five years here, so what do you yeah. want to do? Um, so what, yeah. it'll put it this way, like, so you, I see you got CrossFit kids now, yeah. right? Um, you know, we talk about that a little bit. You're not massive on doing a bunch of competitions every year, which nothing wrong with that. But yeah. you know, some people find that's their niche. Other people, you know, they'll. How many uh, games athletes have you trained? Oh, it's at least thirty. Thirty. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, so we, I was, yeah. I, I I can't stand that. Whenever it's like, yeah, yeah. Competitors. Yeah. You know. Anyway, maybe just give us what what is uh you know. If, if, what does your community, I guess, look like? You know, if I'm coming to just like a whatever time class you have, it's a pretty probably diverse group. You know, yeah. we're talking like how 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 what's the youngest age you can be to start your, your classes? Um, so we have you know obviously the kids. Um, we have kids in the seven year range all the way up to sixteen, and then sometimes with the sixteen year olds, um, if they're experienced and they're moving good, I'll let them start coming to adult classes sure. because they can train more often that way. Um, and like I have one girl that I've been training since she was 13 or 14. She's about to be 17 and uh, she's awesome. Like yeah. she really knows her stuff. Um, she's a student of the game, you know, like she really comes in. Like for instance, she had her wisdom teeth removed and uh, she came in with a list of movements that she thought would be okay to do while she was recovering from it. So it was like no handstand push-ups, no GHD sit-ups, because that would create pressure in my right. head. And like, most of my members uh, uh, wouldn't think that was, deeply on it, you know, but right. she, she does. So. I was not carrying that much in seventeen. No. Put it that way. No. You know, that's the impressive part, is you've got, uh, you can do a lot of those upcoming sports, MMA, you know, CrossFit's another great example of like, you got kids that were born into it. It's been around long enough now that they're like, you know, when they're 17, that's where, that's their sport. Yeah. It's no longer I play volleyball, I play soccer, I play football. It's, it's I crossfit my sport. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really interesting to see, especially the people who are, um, who've really taken the time to learn progressions and. You know, those PRs are that much more meaningful rather than someone who just comes in and boots strength and like muscle clean up, yeah. you know, 305 and put it overhead. You know, yeah. you see a 13-year-old with an empty barbell for two years and then they move up, move up, move up. That's way more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you, so you have the youngest 16 and then you guys yeah. have We have a couple people that are in their 60s here. Um, yeah. I have one member, Dev, who's been with me since um, I owned 513. Um, and it's CrossFit 513, not 513 United. Um, yeah. Two different gyms. Two different gyms. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Dev was with me then. Uh, it was probably like 2011 or something like that. Um, and she's like 68. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, she's had a hip replacement during her time here. So I rehabbed that with her. Wow. Um, she had a she tore a muscle in her uh, rotator, and uh, we are having that right now. Uh, she comes in and every day, just no complaining, wow. just works hard. Great. You know, we have a we have a really good group of people that come in here 
because doing hard things makes you happy and doing it with other people um, it makes it even better and having the discipline keeps it consistent and so those are the things that you're creating in a CrossFit gym for your community um, and whether people know it or not uh, they would be happier if they did you know so I, I really believe in what we do um, and it's not about whose programming is better who's got the nicer gym it's what you're creating in that culture of like okay let's stop lone wolfing it let's get in here let's work hard together yeah because um that's that's who we're made to be because let's let's just be brutally honest the world can beat you down yeah you can beat you down with all the filters and the photoshops and the you know just everything you know i don't want to get on that train but you need some uplifting people in your life and guess what crossfit they can absolutely beat you down. They can best beat you some days, but by and large, like you said, you can experience struggle with some other like-minded people that at the end of the day, um, it's not going to matter what you got on the last Tuesday's workout. It's, it's not about that. It's about we're reprogramming you as a human being to be able to combat the world um, and its struggle that it provides. Because guess what? You know, 9 out of 10 people are probably going to lose a job at some point. Or you're gonna have a tragedy, you know, come up with the family. Like that sucks, but that's reality. Like you have to accept that. And um, if you're dealing with some struggle daily, even if it's just in smaller doses, um, you know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna help season you a little bit for whenever those things come up. Because guess what? There's usually not a countdown to the time where you go bankrupt or whatever. Yeah. You know, and no one sees these types of things. You know, car wrecks happen every day. So. Yeah, and I want that. I don't want to be a negative spin. I want to be very positive because um, if you're doing all that stuff by your own, guess what? Statistics say you're probably going to get broken yeah. into many pieces, and then it's going to be a mess to put that back together. But if you do have strong relationships around you uh, that you can't find in your local uh, gym, wherever you're at, um, I you know, obviously I highly recommend it. So well, have, uh, people help each other out. Yeah, speaking of strong, strong relationships, you are hosting uh, Grand Games right now. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah. Coming up here August 18th. Is that yeah. right? right? Honestly. What uh, kind of, is it, it, that's more of a, a national thing they're throwing into local areas, right? Yeah, it's um, it's going to take place at several different gyms around the country on the same day. Um, so all the, uh, like, all the scoring will be done by them. So it'll be like really accurate scoring. And, um, it's kind of a, this is a cool way to throw a comp um, for the local community. And, and one of your big things is, is, is I'm assuming why you like it too, is it's with the guys in there. Yeah. Because uh, again, those like the little guy, right, the people who are just starting out. Yeah. That, again, let's face it, it's very, um, it can be opposing coming into a place and people do muscle-ups and, you know, crazy stuff. You yeah. barbells and you're like, I'm just starting out, this is a place for you, you know. It's, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the beginner and intermediate athlete, which is, almost everyone that trains at a CrossFit gym. Um, you know, having them, giving them something to look forward to is really great because if you commit to a competition in six weeks, as soon as you hit that register button, you're thinking about what am I gonna eat today? What am I gonna eat tomorrow? Am I gonna get my five or six workouts in a week? Like, yeah, it just gives, gives you something to work towards. And it gives you something in the gym to aim for as well. We've got our Chris Lombardi. Uh, memorial workout coming out um, on uh, 
two days on Saturday with 14 minutes. And, uh, but as a gym, we've been incorporating some of these things into our daily programming to uh, just practice it. But like the agency reminder, this is coming up and this is what you'll be doing. Yeah. You know, and I think we've been around the rallying a bunch of people around it. The more people you have, the, the outliers that don't want to do it, they are now the outliers. Yeah. The majority of people are now looking forward to this event. You know, the Open's a really easy one, but locally when you can do something like yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope we get a ton of people. It's four events, so we're going to do a waterfall start where you do event one, and then five minutes later you do event number two. Oh, nice. um, and so it's going to be like two sections in here, um, and you'll just rock through two events. We'll take a longer break, get some lunch or whatever, watch the other people go, and then event three and four again. Um, you know, and so it's it's uh, it's going to be really fun. The workouts are really cool. Um, it's teams of three, same gender, so um, I think it'll be really cool. For Where do they uh, find info for that for, for you guys? You can go to GraniteGamesThrowdown.com, um, or you can go to our event on Facebook. Uh, it's called Granite Games Showdown at CrossFit Blue Ash. You may probably search for CrossFit Blue Ash as well on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, we'll, we'll be posting and publishing things often on the Grand Games, um, and usually there's always a link there. So if you go to our Facebook page, they can just find a picture and click on it. Um, but yeah, GrandGamesGrowdown.com, um, they'll be able to see all the events, so like every gym that's doing it, then they'll go and register on our link. Um, so yeah, as far as the future goes, like that's in the immediate future, um, and we just want to continue to get the community in the gym and continue to help people and just continue to do what we do. Like, I'm, I'm happy with our community. Um, you know, obviously we want to grow a little bit, but we don't want to be like a huge gym. I'm not in it to like have 300 members or anything like that. Um, but quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just going to keep doing what we do and uh, we hope that a lot more people will come and, you know, just play with us. I mean, it's yeah, I can attest uh, to Blake. Blake, you're a guy I've always wanted to kind of train with me because uh, I, I just feel like you always have insightful things to say about about training. So I didn't have you on the podcast without maybe dropping a nugget oh, or two yeah, for sure. um, over the years. Maybe just some principles or, you know, maybe for someone that's, hey, you know, I'm looking at getting into CrossFit. I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, what are maybe some... Uh, some, some, some things that's like brushing your teeth every morning that you're you're doing, whether it's in a warm up or some cool like cool down stuff or just some training. So you know, just a, a little more context. Like for me, I'm, I I feel my best whenever like I'm getting under somewhat of a heavy squat. Yeah. Um, and going, you know, 20 minutes of mobility. You know, whatever, whatever that whatever that looks like for you. Because um, I know, like I said, obviously you've been doing it for a long time. And I, I really see you. Know, Right moment for it, so uh, I don't know if you want to. Not to put you on the spot. Expand upon. Right. Yeah. What's the three best things? <laughs> um, so as far as what we do in our gym um, is, you know, we we follow uh, programming done by Ben Bergeron right now. Um, I really like it. it's called Calm Train, um, and what I like about it is that the wants the conditioning piece is always creative. Um, a lot of couplets and triplets, um, which is just kind of like old school CrossFit stuff. Um, but it is geared towards a competitor. So 
I've got to take that programming and make it apply it to someone that may not. It's, it's suggesting that you can already do these things. Yeah, they can't do 300 wall balls. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like if you see a squat snatch um, and a muscle up in a bar, it's like, man, okay, like you can only scale it so much before it becomes like, you know, non-existent in a way. Stimulus. Um, so, you know, the main thing I do um, as a coach is I try to get people to understand the intention behind what they're trying to accomplish. Um, for instance, like a gymnastics drill, like a muscle up transition, if you maintain tension and purpose um, throughout the entire movement, it will work for you. But you can also flow through it and make it do nothing, absolutely nothing at all. So, um, making sure that when you come into the gym, you have an intention behind what you're trying to accomplish. You know, you're coming in to practice and get better at something that day. And you need to kind of know what it is. Um, and every single thing you do, you should try to do it better than you did the day before. I don't care if it's a spider lunge or how you sit on the rower. People that get um, a little bit comfortable, um, you'll see people use come bring a classic everyone row 500 meters. People are slouching on the rower, pulling around their knees, doing all these things because it's just a 500 meter row. But it's not. Like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, you know, look into the detail of the movement and be completely aware of how you're doing every single thing you do. Um, you know, from hanging on the bar with your knuckles on top instead of just letting your hand go loose. Like, you know, so... I like to, to think about the detail and that might come from being like a martial artist when I was a kid, but my mom put me in karate when I was little and we used to have to do katas all the time. The katas are just like forms, which is kind of like a dance with movement, but you're graded on the precision of each movement. And so I was always thinking a lot about the detail. And so I think crossfitters get into how many reps do I need to do, how much weight do I need to do, and how long do I have to do it? And 90% of the time, it shouldn't be all about that. It should be, how am I going to accomplish this movement? And pretend that Fox News is here doing a story on CrossFit in my gym, and I want to make sure that everyone looks perfect. Like, I tell my members that sometimes. Let's pretend the news is here, and they're filming us. Like, the opposite side of that is, like, to fuck off the workout. Yeah. Watch people lose their mind. They don't think he's going to win now. Yeah. It's like another viewer winning because all of you are flopping around the bar. You know? So it's, it's a completely different, um, it's a different way to think. And when this coach, we have to get back to each other in order to prevent the success because they're not going to do it. They're here. Yeah. You know, but I think the more you can do it, you're going to get back to the bar. It's a huge one. It's like, guys, put your nothing over your bar so you can like that. It's going to protect your shoulder. And it's also going to make muscle ups and all your things. It's mindful practice. Um, and then there's got to be some play in there too. Because I think um, what we're in the business of is um, becoming masters at adapting to new things. Um, so when you teach uh, someone all the movements of CrossFit, they kind of stop doing that a little bit. And then you come in and you're like, today we're going to do like, um, I don't know, overhead sandbag lunge or something. Whoa, it's, it's new, and they look at you like you're crazy. 
so it's important that you like throw different new crazy things at your members. Like today we're gonna do a flow yoga routine for 20 minutes. Um, people will kind of lose their mind over it, but it's like this is gonna make you better because you're not good at it. Because if, you know if you show someone like if you show a kid how to do something, they'll catch it pretty quick. The older you get, the more you start to lose the ability, and that's what I call software. You know, so we're not upgrading the hardware all the time. A lot of times we're upgrading the software. Sure. You have the ability to learn new things, and that's balance, coordination, agility, all those you know movements that are all those words. I have them spray painted on my office yeah. out there. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta keep doing that stuff. So important. Yeah. That's good stuff. I love it. Yeah, I, I love like odd object, strong man, like type stuff. You know, mixing some of that stuff in. That's one of the things we're looking at doing some equipment upgrades. And because um, sometimes it can feel a little stale sometimes, you know, with programming or you just kind of general morale, like in the gym, and, you know, uh, with, like you said, not having that. And, and again, it doesn't always have to be like this exciting, shiny object where you spend, all right, we're going to spend $5,000 and get some equipment. And it's like, no, like, let's just go get some tires off the side of the road and bring it in. And instead of just flipping on just concrete. Yeah, because you, know, you know, one of the big things we have is everything is everything. Yeah. If I'm just taught you the proper way to do a deadlift, then pretty much you should go and pick up anything. Um, and obviously, you know, if you're picking up a huge ass stone, then go back and you around it a little bit and get a little, you know, sure. you're below your knees, whatever, but Principal. the principles, yeah. 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 Um, so for you, man, it's our, uh, like I said, you're kind of the. Uh, with a few first guests on the, the new kind of format of the podcast. But we did change, it used to be what is, uh, what's your definition of fitness, but I think we changed it to what is your definition of success? Um, my definition of success, I think, never being complacent and coming at everything from a beginner's mind or a childlike mind and excitement and um, that ambition and, and that kind of journey um, I think the journey really defines success more than some type of goal so um, you know are you striving every day to, to be better and being humble and focusing out on other people and giving yourself um, in service and gratitude to all those around you um, whether I end up um, here for the rest of my life or I end up a millionaire somehow, um, I will approach it the same way. And um, as long as I'm doing that, I can consider myself um, successful in the most of the other. That's the right mindset. Uh, if you guys uh, get a chance to check out Blake on Facebook, Crossfit Blue Ash, you guys have Instagram? Yeah, Crossfit Blue Ash, and then I'm on Instagram at blake.ph. Thank you all for listening to Tribe Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and where else your favorite podcast are found. You can find us at TriumphStrength.net on Instagram at TriumphStrength and Facebook at Facebook.com slash Thanks a lot.